Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now. But I'm wearing headphones rocking it back old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman. Because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show! Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world, particularly the USA. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, broadcasting live from Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Creek. Calgary Airport, the Game Plus Television Network, and also WQEE Atlanta and streaming. And uh, hey, things the energy just lifted here in Ace Casino because Pat Conacher showed up, Stanley Cup champion with the Edmonton Oilers. He's got a very vast hockey resume. Most importantly, he's an all-around great guy. But speaking of great guys, you hear him laughing over here on the side of the set. Peter Marr, the Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Flames, is with us. And we covered a lot of things in hour one. If you if you weren't watching then, no need to rewind. Pete said Gary Bettman is not anti-Canada <laughs> and would be okay with a Canadian team winning the Stanley Cup. And he also said the best series has been Oilers Kings. So we agree on everything. But you know I'm not letting you get out of here without a take of the Calgary Flames because the sense... I was wondering when that was coming. <laughs> yeah. I had to get all the other questions out of the way first, Pete, in case you run out of here and not want to answer it. The last time we talked was before the news that Brad Treliving was, was parting ways with the Flames yeah. as general manager and Daryl Sutter stays. How did you feel about that news? Well, it didn't surprise me, uh, to be quite uh, frank about it. Uh, I had heard uh, you know, through some of my sources that... He hadn't. He turned down a couple of contract offers that he'd gotten from the uh, Flames, and uh, that kind of led me to believe that perhaps he was leaning toward uh, leaving the organization. And so when it happened, I wasn't surprised. Now it was a unique situation. It's the first time that the Flames have ever had a general manager uh, leave the team when they expected him to come back. I mean, yeah. both John Bean, the president and CEO of the Flames, and uh, and Don Maloney, who's now in charge of uh, finding a successor and president of hockey operations, they were uh, they were feeling strongly, even though he turned them down twice, that uh, he would come back. But it, it, it seems, and there's some insiders that are 
you know, speculating that he and Daryl Sutter weren't quite on the same page, and that led to this sort of thing. I don't know about that, but it's possible. I know that uh, through my uh, involvement that the coaches and the general managers often aren't on the same track. I mean, the, yeah. coaches, the coaches are about winning now. If they don't win now, they're not going to be around long. And the manager, well, they've got to worry about winning now, but they've also got to look ahead to the future. So, you know, that, that situation happened. You know, I've, I've heard people, a lot of people that I've talked to and heard on, on uh, various uh, uh, formats saying that um, Daryl Sutter has lost touch with the game. The game has passed him by. And it's not the same game it was in 2012 and 2014 when he coached the LA Kings and Stanley Cups in both of those years. Well, my answer to that is how do you explain last year when the Flames finished first in the Pacific Division with 114 points or whatever it was, won a playoff series, and uh, you know got all the city excited and, and all he's that coach sort of, of the thing. Year. He's coach all of, of a year. sudden, it's a change. Well, if the players aren't buying in, then that's the player's problem. Now, having said that, if it's a player's problem, it's easier to get rid of one person than get rid of 20. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens with the uh, with the flame situ- uh, situation coming up very soon. I'm sure that management's going to make a decision on all of this now. And the other thing I would point out is that the flames, whoever they hire, should interview as many uh, as many as a dozen potential candidates for the job. Even if they've got their mind made up right now that it's Rod Peterson going to get the job. They should still go out and talk with all of these other people, with other teams that have been involved, uh, not employed right now, for no other reason to find out what they think of your team. They may point out something to you that you hadn't really noticed. And that can be helpful in going ahead with with the uh, team in in the future. So, uh, you know, it's going to be real uh, intriguing to see what goes on. I've always been a believer that uh, the general manager should appoint the coach that coaches the team. So that'll be another interesting aspect when they're doing the interview process with these uh, Bill Cannon. Who would you hire right now if you were John Bean and Murray Edwards? Well, my, my uh, personal thought would be Craig Conroy. Now, Craig is a great personable guy. He's a hardworking guy, does a lot of, uh, lot of good things, and he's, he's a guy that gets along with everybody, it seems. But the only, thing that I, uh, the only thing I would say about that is we don't know what type of person Craig Conroy is in management because he's an assistant general manager, has been for 10 and the trades, the, uh, the uh, free agent signings, the draft. It's the general manager that gets all of the public focus from all of that. The only people that really know how qualified Craig Conroy is for this job are John Bean, Don Maloney, and others within the Flame organization that have been there for the last bunch of years. Now, if they feel he's the guy, then I'll go, I would say, hire him. Okay, Pete, we're in Canada. There's enough, been enough talk about the Oilers and Kings and Jets and Golden Knights, Leafs and Lightning. You brought up the Florida-Boston series, and my mind went there because of Kachuk. And the great season he had last year. Here, 104 points. Mm-hmm. What did you think of his antics in game four yesterday in Florida? That's typical. That's typical, <laughs> Matthew. You know, when I was broadcasting the Flames all those years, I never had a favorite player. I felt I'm the broadcaster of the Flames. They're all my favorites. Yeah. And But whenever, after I retired and when Matthew Kachuk came to the Flames and the way he played, he's my favorite player of the Flames. And the way he's playing for the Florida Panthers this year... 
That's the way he plays. He's antagonistic. He gets into the he gets into the grill of players on the other team and gets them all going wild, regardless of what the circumstances are. Fighting with the goalie or whatever. I was gonna say he punched the goalie <laughs> yesterday. Goal. That's all. Part you ever of done that, game. Pat? <laughs> <laughs> well, the I thing, know, but he, that's him. I mean, yeah. I don't even know if I would go so far as to say that's dirty. He's not really doing anything that's gonna injure somebody. <laughs> no. Save for Mark Shifley. Sorry, Winnipeg, a couple yeah, years yeah. ago in the bubble. You, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure he yeah. meant that, uh, but I take I would take him on my team, let's put it that way. Yes, Obviously. I was very sad when he uh, as I say, he was my favorite Flame player. I was very sad when he told the Flames last year that uh, he was not going to resign uh, after he got to the free contract after this past season. So, at least he told them a year ahead and they were able to get some returns for him, even though the fact that Jonathan Huberto didn't have a very good uh, season here in his first year here. Who knows how that all could come out down the road with he and Uyghur. Uyghur was coming on really strong toward the end of the uh, season there. So, uh, it, but that's uh, Kachuk, I, and he goes to Florida, new team, new teammates, and he still puts up more points than he had in any other year in his uh, entire career. And at the same time, antagonizing everybody yeah well it's been great for him it's a perfect market for him i'll be going back to florida in a couple weeks and i can tell you he is one of the most popular athletes in south florida any sport right now and that includes tua and tyree kill and any of the heat nobody even knows who the marlins are they love matthew kachuk in south florida and he's playing like he's earned it but you brought up the attendance at the game yesterday yeah let well, me I look up watching. the attendance by the yeah, way yeah, go I, ahead yeah no i was watching the game and sort of various portions of it and I'm looking at the area right directly behind the uh, Panthers bench, and there seemed to be a whole lot of empty seats. I had to look three or four different things. I thought, well, maybe they were dressed in red and uh, that sort of thing. But there are a whole pile of empty seats in that area right directly behind the Panthers bench. And I, I said, gee, this is a very important playoff game. You'd think at least the lower bowl would be full. 19,771, oh, okay. they said. What's capacity? Well, that's, about that, that, that I'd, capacity, I'd yeah. have to look it up. It'd be very close to that. But uh, was well, it... okay, maybe they were out having a beer or something. Well, <laughs> I often say, was it right at the start of the period or was it right at the end of the period and people vacated their seat? You, well, I thought you it would look for those things period, too. You know, and I thought they would have been, you know, that at that particular point in time. If it would have been early in the period, late in the period, I would have, uh, I would have gone with that that they had walked out in early. But in this particular case, the, the, those seats in the middle of the period. We're empty. 20,000 right on the button. Okay. So Actually, it says for hockey, 19,250. Okay. So, so it's beyond uh, capacity. By the way, we're broadcasting live from Ace Casino Airport. And what I love is when the people come up and talk to our <laughs> guests. Ben Hebert sat in that chair last show and got mauled, Pete. Oh. Mauled. Oh, is that right? It was Seniors Day. Yeah. They were curling fans. Oh, right. Okay. They yeah. mauled him. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, he loved. <laughs> are any of these well we're very big in winnipeg we got a lot of viewers in manitoba do you have a take on the jets and the golden knights it is 2-1 vegas going into game four tonight boy i think that's going to be a really 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 good game again tonight uh and i'm hoping the jets can pull pull through on that i thought they i, I was disappointed they played so well and then lost the the third game of that series and uh but they're up against a strong opponent there's no two ways about that. And, uh, you know, tonight's game is going to be a real, well, it's the fourth game if they lose and they're down 3-1 to one and then they're going on the road again. So uh, they have to come up with their best effort. I thought, you know, they, they played a pretty strong game 
uh, in game number three, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't quite enough. They got a tough break and ended up uh, losing the game. So uh, I'm hoping they can come through. And the, uh, the Hallibuck is going to have to be awesome. I mean, he's a very good goalie. I, I found he wasn't as good this year as he was two years ago. And last year he had kind of a, a down year. And this year, so far in this playoffs, he, he's, he's been good at times, but other times hasn't been the goalie that he had been, you know, when he won the Vezina a couple of years ago. Is there a series that hasn't really gone the way you thought that it would? No, because I'm ahead in all of them with regard right? to my predictions. Yeah, yeah. So there's none of them that are going against the green. Well, Colorado, uh, Seattle, I'm a little surprised Seattle's put a scare in the Colorado. Yeah, well, that, I was a little bit surprised with that, but not that the fact, you know, I, they did put a scare in with that one game, but I didn't figure that, uh, that Seattle would be able to beat Colorado. I think Colorado will get worn down, though, as they go with the injuries and that type of thing, and their chances of repeating, I would say, aren't going to happen. Mm-hmm. The, uh, well, you know... <laughs> Lots of fans. They're recognizing your voice and you're there. Where is that guy coming from? My voice when, gives me away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because Mark Steven was here on Thursday. Okay, exact yeah. same thing yeah, happened. Yeah. People were stopping by going, I grew up with that voice. Yeah. And they were Stan Peters fans. Um, we're kind of jumping around with Pete here because he's leaving at the end of this segment. So just on the Bruins, best regular season ever in NHL history. There's a Bruins fan. Look at it. There well, look at that. Keep your jacket on. You got to do it? Yeah, okay. Well, all the Bruins fans are coming out of the woodwork now. Come around here. Come here. Show the crowd right here. You want to show? I didn't say talk. I said show them your shirt. All the Bruins fans, though, are excited, yeah. eh? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, did you see this coming, the regular season, and then do you oh, think I, of... I, no. Uh, you know, at the start of the regular season, I thought the Bruins might have difficulty making the playoffs. Because they had lost some players. I'm glad were, you admit that because yeah, I said the same. Yeah, yeah. I thought they would have real difficulty. So to say that I thought this was going to be a record year by, for the Bruins was not even thought about in my book and probably in a lot of people. But, the, you know, they, they battled their way through. They got some new players in there that meshed in very well with the Bruins style. And, uh, you know, they're, they've been awesome. There's no question about well, that. Can they win the cup? Here's the stat that really is interesting is that the last 20, let me get this right, the last 27 teams that have won the President's Trophy as number one overall in the regular season, Boston guy doesn't want to hear this. Only eight <laughs> of them, only eight of them have gone on to win the Stanley Cup. So right, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder, I thought it was less than that even. Yeah. Well, That's no. still not a very good percentage. No, for... no. And the best, year that the, uh, the best year that Pittsburgh had, they didn't win the Cup. The best year that um, that Chicago had when they had that run going, they didn't win the cup. Yeah. So it's um, well. This is then Jim Montgomery should yep. be in serious contention for coach of the year because it's telling me how the importance of coaching, and we're going to get into that with you, Patty, because <laughs> you know the importance of it. Who's the best Flames coach in your time? The best coach in my time. Well, Terry Chris won the Stanley. We cup. have to. Yes. <laughs> Let's eliminate Crispy then. Who else? Because you went through quite a few. Well, I'd have to say Bob Johnson. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's the longest tenured coach in Flames history for consecutive years. Now, Daryl Sutter passed him this year in number of games coached in, as a Flame coach. But that's over two different segments. Like, he, he coached the Flames from 02, 03, on to 05, 05, 06, and then came back a couple of years ago. But Bob coached five consecutive years straight. 
And, of course, he was the coach the year that the Flames went up to Edmonton and won that playoff series in, in Game 7. And Bob was, uh, I could go on all day talking about Bob Johnson. Great day for hockey. Great day for hockey. That was He'd say that every single day. And, you know, the five years he was here, there was only one time that I saw him be down and have a down, really downward look. And that was one night after the Flames lost a game 9-1 or something, and he was really down. And then all of a sudden, he snapped out of it, and he said, yeah, but we had a great shift there late in the third period. We'll carry that on to the next game. That was Bob. I mean, he was upbeat all the time. And I used to do a coach's show with him on every game, and he was very superstitious. Wherever the Flames, wherever we did the coach's show in the previous game, and if the Flames won, we had to go back to the same place. <laughs> And so that would mean sometimes he'd sit up on the jump on the uh, on the uh, the uh, thing they turn around the uh, they'd move around the ice. Mm-hmm. The, uh, oh, the zamboni. Zamboni. He'd sit on the <laughs> zamboni, <laughs> and I'd sit there and I'd be standing there interviewing back and forth. And then the then another time the uh, we'd go sit in the row that the Flames were going for a win. So one so we were in Buffalo in the old Memorial Auditorium. The Flames were going for the 39th straight win. We had to walk up 39 steps to get up into the uh, seat to sit down and do the coach's show. And I said to him after we did it, I said, oh, with all due respect, I hope this winning streak doesn't last too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's not superstition. That's OCD. Yeah. That's a mental illness, by the way. But the most winningest one was is the boiler room in the Saddle Dome. Is that right? Yeah. Flames won a whole pile of games under Bob. In wow. the boiler room when we did the coaches show. Well, Pete, will you come back and do this again? Looks like we're going to be here for a while. So yeah, yeah, everybody sure. loves having you on. Yeah. I'll invite you to have a seat and enjoy Pat Conacher, Pete. But thanks for coming down. All right. My pleasure, Rod. You take care. Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Flames, Peter Marr. When we come back, Pat Conacher. This guy's got a lot of stories, too. So we'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, and streaming. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. 
PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here we go. Go ahead. And we're live from Ace Casino Airport. By the way, come on down Tuesday. It is Seniors Day. Every Tuesday and Thursday for Seniors Day, seniors can enjoy discounted food items along with a chance to win your share of cash and prizes with a lucky roll of the dice. Dare I say, Pat Conacher, you would have you're eligible. Come on down for Seniors Day. I'm in. <laughs> 500. 21 National Hockey League games with the Rangers, the Oilers, the Devils, the Kings, Flames, and Islanders. And uh, you said you have a history with Peter Marr. Let's start there. I do. And I, you know, first of all, as being a player coming into Calgary, and he was a legend even, you know, before I even got to, get, got to meet him in, in person. So uh, I have to say to Peter, you know, being here today, uh, there's great people in hockey, but he's one of the greatest. And you know, always being a Calgary boy coming home, uh, you know, Peter, you know, I always saw him. We always talked, and he was always a great person to talk to. And, you know, just not, you know, for the media purpose, but just uh, one-on-one. He's a great guy. Yeah, thanks, awesome. Pete. There's no doubt. Yeah, He's like, eh, no doubt. whatever. <laughs> They're great. What's with you? You look younger than I saw. You're getting younger. <laughs> well, no stress? Uh, well, I think you have stress. But, no, it's uh, – <laughs> I've had a great winter. Uh uh, I've basically just been staying home here around Calgary, and I have two little grandchildren. They live in Phoenix. My wife and I have taken a couple trips down there and saw them and uh, still enjoying the hockey, of course, from afar. But, um, you know, I just enjoying life kind of, you know, you never sit back, but you have to sit back once in a while and, and, you know, really appreciate how lucky you are for all the things in your life. And that yeah. starts with family and then career and the people you know and of course being in this game all the great people that you meet and have known through the years i was telling everybody i knew how excited i was to see you again because you're one of those guys you're throwing bouquets to everybody you're one of those guys pat and but i'll say this you're a legend too you got to correct me on a few things because i was talking to shockey obviously that you were coming and we always knew that did you score the game-winning goal for the 84 Oilers? To win the Stanley Cup? Sorry. Not to win this cup, no. I scored okay. one in the, one of the games. So it was a yeah, big one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they say, and he's Wayne Gretzky's best friend. Is that true? Are you Wayne's best friend? I don't think I am. But I, I'm proud to say I am a, a, friend. a friend of his, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And I can't remember what the rest of them were, but, but, but Pat has just uh, an aura about him. But the 84 Oilers, I mean, you guys had a reunion here not that long ago. I guess I, I, in retrospect, it was a while back. It was in the old place. But yeah. you never forget your teammates say in a group like that you never do and you know uh you know it's the game 
uh, everyone, you're going in every di- you know, different direction. Time goes on very quickly and you realize that, but everyone has said it. As soon as you get back together again, it's like you've never left. You know, the bond was the game. The bond was those games that you played in and, you know, you gave everything you had to win the game and, of course, win the ultimate prize. And that never leaves you and it doesn't matter how long it's been in between not seeing those guys, but it's like yesterday when you do see them. Yeah, so what about this year's orders and the fire wagon way they play? I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I, I'm i so happy for them. Uh, I will say I'm a little torn here between the Kings and the Oilers, but uh, because of the championship and the team that I was with with the Oilers back in 84, I'm really hoping for them. And, you know, Kenny Holland's one of the great people in the game. And he's gone there, and, you know, they've gone through some trying times there. But I'm, I'm so happy to have see them have success, and I want them to move on, and I, and I want them to have the most success they can. Did you have a prediction going in as to who would win and how long it would take? Well, this Peter series? probably mentioned it, is that, as we all know, the first round is the toughest round to get out of. I don't care if you Boston Bruins, whoever, like that, that series is not over in Florida yet. The first round is always the toughest to get out of, and they're going to have their hands full. And uh, I still believe the Oilers are going to make her. I, mm-hmm. I, I think now, you know, the goalie test situation, even though, you know, Jack Campbell had to come in for relief last night, I do believe they're going to go with him the rest of the way. And I've not been a big Jack Campbell fan, and I was happy when they signed him. And I think him getting this opportunity, there's always someone in the playoffs, eh, Pete, Rod, where, you know, they come a, you know, Maybe unexpected, like Claude Lemieux when he went to the Canadian. Whoever they are, you know, they're always an unsung hero. hero. Yeah. And, you know, I've always liked Jack Campbell, and I hope that uh, he's the guy. What if they go back with Skinner? Here's my th- You'd be starting Campbell if you were coaching. That's what you're telling Absolutely. me? Absolutely. Here's my thing. Who is your guy? I think it's Skinner. Well, Skinner, definitely. Cause it, right. You know, so wouldn't you go with like, your guy? Well, I don't know. Again, you know, I'm not sitting behind the bench. Yeah, well, it's easy for us to see. Sit. Yeah, I'm sitting out here, yeah. but I, I guess I'm a, I'm a fan of Jack Campbell. I am, yeah. I just, for whatever, and I just don't think we've seen the best of him. And I I just like the kid for whatever yeah. it is, his demeanor, how he talks. He, he's just a hockey player at the end of the day, and that's what I like most about him. Yeah, well, you've coached a lot, and I wonder what's a coach thinking when in this series the orders have gone up 2 nothing and 3-1 in games and blown it. Kings go up 3 nothing yeah. last night and yeah. blow it. You're kind of helpless as a coach, are you not? Well, I mean, behind there, you know, you still got to watch who your players are playing against, and you have to take an opportunity if you get a match or get an outmatch when you're doing it. You got to be in the game because it's yeah. just one little change you could make on that bench. It's a face-off. It's a draw. It's who you have out there that makes a change in the game. And uh, the coach is, is it's so big in that. You're just not standing behind there with the pom-poms cheering. You, you are... <laughs> at the reins and you're trying to you know get the most out of your players but put him in the position to have success well yeah in my mind the phrase was you're not just opening the door (laughs) and we were going to talk about this the importance of coaching especially this time of year yeah right can you talk maybe the job montgomery's done in boston well you know we you know it's funny i'm still great friends with tom mcvee still works with boston bruins and of course, he's a Bruin fan. He coached there, and he's worked for them forever. We talk about a lot. You know, first of all, Don Sweeney, I tip my hat to that guy. First of all, like in the offseason when everyone said he let, like Cassidy had, I think, a year or two left on his contract. They negotiated a way out to let Cassidy go. And I know they hadn't got to the prize, but Cassidy had done a pretty good job there as far as winning hockey games and getting the most out of his team. 
and then you make that change. And I know guys, you know. It's big balls. Big balls. Frickin' big balls and Don Sweeney and for giving the guy a second chance at the helm, you know, and I gotta give it to him because I, you know, we were probably all looking on the outside going, if this goes sideways, Don Sweeney, you just lost your job. Well. And, uh, but you gotta give the guy credit and that's what good general managers do. And, you know, we're not in the inside. We don't know what goes on there, but Don saw something where Butch couldn't get all of his players to get them over the threshold to get to the big prize. And he thought, I need to shake this thing up. And I'm the guy that's going to put my balls on the line and make this happen. So, uh, you know, the coach has done a fantastic job there. You know, like we all, they all came out of the blue, but uh, it's the old Bruins work ethic and how they play. And, but I got to tell you that Don Sweeney, my, my cap is tipped to that. Yeah. Kid. Well, when they say the biggest, the good new Brunswicker, uh, <laughs> he's pointed out Sweeney. Yeah. Well, the biggest payoffs go to the biggest gambles. Uh, and risks, but where does he go? Vegas, Bruce Cassidy. And I said, if the hockey gods are real, which yeah. they are, it'll be a Vegas Boston Stanley Cup in Cassidy versus Boston. But I think of you a lot with Chandler Stevenson. Yeah. yeah. Did you think he'd be this good in the NHL? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> I knew Chandler was going to make the National Hockey League. No two ways about it. Just, you know, he was a hockey player, the way he skates, carries himself, his smarts and everything else. And I, I look back at that team and um, it doesn't surprise me he's in the NHL. I thought he'd be, uh, you know, a second line center on a, you know, not a big contender, but he could play, you know, that number two pivot, but for sure a number three somewhere on a really good hockey team. And, uh, but again, it shows you Chandler. You know, Chandler, again, we talk. We all know what a hockey player is. That's what Chandler was. He wanted to be a hockey player so bad. Every day, every practice, every game, he brought it. And when you talk to him, whether we did video or his game or whatever, he always took it in stride, and he was always looking to improve. So it does not surprise me one bit. Pat coached him with the Regina Pats, and Chandler ended up going. I remember talking to you about him back then. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised he went to Washington either. However, and he won a Stanley Cup there. Yeah. I was surprised they let him go as easily as they did. Yeah. And I don't think the head scout, the assistant GM, Ross Mahoney, was a fan of that move. I really yeah, not. They put so much work into identifying these guys. For sure. For right? Sure. But Chandler ends up being a, the Golden Knights' only all-star this year, yeah. and he earned it. Yeah. But I thought, I thought honestly, another Brian Trotche, and what the hell's wrong with that? Yeah, pretty and he has, darn good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's been flying. He's on the top line. Yeah. Um, I would have to, just on that Pat thing, I was thinking yeah. about, I think about it a lot, actually, about the kids and the, the Jordan wheel. You know, and uh, the, the, the kid in Regina this year, the superstar, I should remember. Everly? No, no, the, this year, the, you know. Oh, Bedard, Bedard, yeah. Bedard. And I, you know, what people would probably think I'm crazy, but. I've only seen Bedard on TV at the World Juniors and that type of thing. But I thought Jordan Wheel was a, is a, at the junior level better player than Bedard. When I had Jordan Wheel in, in Regina, I thought there's nothing this kid won't do. But it's just funny, it's a big jump from pro or from junior to pro. And uh, I love Jordan, you know, he had a pretty good career, but you know, as far as junior hockey players go, Jordan Will is right up there. In, and he doesn't get the fanfare. No, he doesn't. And I don't know why. I don't know either because he's a terrific human being. Like, he dedicated himself. He was so, oh, to the game and everything else. And, you know, I just, 
like you said, he had a pretty good career, had a crack at it and everything else, but, you know, it wasn't from lack of attitude or trying or... Well, the fans watching would know Jordan Wheel because yeah. he spent enough time in the NHL. If you yeah. weren't even a junior fan, you would know Jordan Wheel. But this is what I would say about that. He's in the top 10 all-time Pats points. Yeah. Like, he's up oh, there. God. He put too much pressure on himself. Like, if you watch yeah. Eberle, he's always smiling. Yeah. He's always having fun. Jordan Wheel was not... It didn't yeah. seem like he's having a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I mean, every to each their own, you know what I mean? I, I think that uh, every player is trying to find a way, and it's, it's tough to change habits, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, get you so far, and you, you, you fall back on it unless you find a way that, because it's all you know. Like a yeah. hockey player, it's kind of, like, I'm not going to say superstitious, but, you know, every guy has a different way of how they, how they got there. There's something driving them inside, and, some guys got through from being, you know, carefree in Eberly, or some guys just got, you know, absolutely. There's no one dog tired, yeah. hard work like the Sutter family or whoever. I mean, the, the, everybody had their own whatever that they got that there drove them. Yeah, it's always fun talking hockey with uh, Pat Conacher here. And actually, when we come back in the next segment, because we have more time. We'll talk a bit about the Jets and the Golden Knights. You want to talk about GMs that have taken risks. Yeah. Kelly McCrimmon's not afraid to do that. But with Bedard, just another thing on that is he's not afraid to get the stick up and give a guy a little spear. And I don't mind that. How do you yeah. feel about that? He's you kind of making to. room for himself. No, you have to. Like, you know, we saw it. It doesn't matter. Wayne Gretzky, whoever they are, the Lafleurs, whatever. You had to play that way to get yourself the room. And, you know, you just can't let guys take liberties on yourself. We all know those players always had you know a missile standing on the bench or ready to go but you know you had to do that to yourself just to let the guy know hey i'm not going to take that and if you're going to do that i may not drop the gloves but i may give you something under the chin or you know mm-hmm. you have to do it it's, it's part of the game yeah did yeah absolutely well we'll uh, we'll continue this with pat conacher when we come back i'm just sitting here thinking when well, you mentioned the kings <laughs> is that the team you resonate with the most because you spent the most time there that well i have to say it was the the best time in my career okay and for so many different reasons and uh but i have to say um first of all going to stanley cup finals that year unfortunately losing to montreal but uh you know we came out of nowhere wayne was hurt for half the year and wayne got better and of course wayne became wayne and uh we just had a, a great group of guys and it was starting goal with Kelly Rudy and uh, it just came together it was almost magical now you know what we're going to talk about when we come back yeah. we just cracked the uh, mother load of well, stories here we had to beat out the flames in the yep. first round that year and I think we did and it that wasn't five easy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't, we'll be back with Pat Conacher at uh, Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleet Calgary Airport in a moment on Game Plus Television WQEE and streaming head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask 411 app and start saving today.
Potentially the fastest show we've ever had. Ace Casino Airport is the place to be today. Happy hour every day, 2 till 5 p.m., 25% off appetizers and 525 domestic beer and highballs. Great place to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. I was doing it here last night. Pat Conacher is with us. I can't believe you said you were shocked that I would call you. Are you kidding? <laughs> the second I heard you were in town, 521 games, Stanley Cup champion with the Oilers. Uh, of course, we got to get you on. Hopefully, we can do it some more. Uh, where do you and Perry Shockey go back to? It was Shocks that told me you got to get Patty on. We go back quite a ways, actually. We're oh, related. you're related, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, uh, his family's from Tabor, Alberta, and my rel- I have a bunch of relatives living in Tabor, Alberta, and uh, that's how it all came together. And of course, the hockey world's a small world, and we're both in it, so that's how and we it's a great together. world. Yeah. It's a great world. It's a great world. So that's why, if you go to look up a photo of Pat Conacher, you get a largely find him in a Kings uniform. And there's a lot of great photos of him with L.A. from 92 to 96. I don't know where to start with that. Was that the best time of your life? It was. I think it was the first time, um, you know, as an everyday player. It took me a long time to earn that privilege. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it was great coming to the rink every day and knew I was going to be in the lineup. And, of course, never take it for granted because you'd be just out of the lineup that quick. So as far as that went, on the personal level, uh, it wasn't easy to jump out of bed in the morning, kick the covers off, and get to the rink, even though I never had trouble doing that. But There's uh, other things to do. <laughs> well, those years, it was fantastic because I knew I was, I was a big part of it. Or, I, no, wrong. I'm not going to say big, but I was a part of it. Yeah. And it was great. And I got to thank... Uh, all my teammates there, and of course, Barry Merrow's giving me that chance. They actually signed me. Um, I came from Jersey, and they actually signed me to play in Phoenix. Tim Bothwell, who I think some Calgary people know, he was the coach in Phoenix then, and, and they were basically signing me to uh, be their captain in Phoenix and for the Los Angeles farm team, and Barry gave me a chance to crack the lineup, and there I was at 31 years old or whatever, and to become a... a re- everyday player at that time was um, an absolute privilege and a thrill for me and then of course us going to the Stanley Cup finals that year and the guys I played with it's you know best years of my life how often were you a captain in your playing career uh yeah the only reason I know this I was an assistant or uh captain uh nine years of my playing career either at the NHL level assistant never a captain or a captain. But a leader, yeah. yeah you, you, you have that aura of you well, of, a, of a leader. So I, was, I meant to ask you about that. I'm glad I did. But you got to... Okay, we'll get to the Jets. They all want to me get your opinion okay. on the Jets <laughs> and Golden Knights. But I just can you just tell me a Tony Robbins story? It's a wild story, and nobody would believe it if, they didn't, if you weren't there. Well, we're in Los Angeles that year, the year we went to the finals, and uh, we were up and down. Wayne was hurt, and, you know, I... Our group wasn't fragmented. We had a very tight team, but, you know, uh, Barry Melrose, uh, terrific coach, terrific person, like, as far as, you know, like, he got to know his players on a personal level and, and really, you know, it was a pleasure playing for the guy, you know, and he wasn't trying to push your buttons because of it. He actually cared about you as a person. And, uh, you know, the game was changing at the time, and I, I believe he was one of those guys. He, he actually, and we felt it. And so he knew he was going to get more from us than he did. But we were struggling as a hockey team. So there was no rock. Barry wasn't going to overturn to help this hockey team. So he brought, you know, Tony Robbins into our hockey club. And, you know, I'll say that uh, I think we had 
I think we had five or six uh, team meetings with them, and then players could go see them on an individual basis. And uh, I will say, uh, you know, in the team uh, scenario, you know, I took things from it, and he was like that. He said, you guys, you don't have to take everything I say. Take the good things out and throw the rest out if you want. So I know I took some things out of it as far as, you know, maybe a little bit more mental preparation day to day. But I think on an individual basis, there was guys that would see him one-on-one, and they really helped him. And he really helped those players. Sorry, I told you that I'm into that world now, so I just specifically am wondering, was it visualization, or what was it that you took away from that? It was more of the visualization, I think, and just, uh, I think, being able to shelf things, right? You know, like we all have things going on in our lives, and when it came time to take care of business, and it wasn't just hockey, it was home life, family life. You know, maybe some of the troubles other were that was going on because we all know, you know, we all, always said, like, you're on ice isn't going to be right if your off ice is wrong. So you better get your off ice right if you want to have the on ice product. So there's a lot of things he dealt with. And like I said, uh, I probably took just the, the very general things and used it. And I'm not saying that, but, you know, I, I thought I had a something that worked for me. I didn't want to mess with it too much, but there were some guys that took it and ran with it. Kelly Rudy says Tony Robbins saved his career, (laughs) and he's told that story on this show before. (laughs) Jets and Golden Knights tonight. I had the Golden Knights to win it in six anyways. They're going in with a 2-1 lead tonight into Winnipeg. What have you thought about that series? I just have to say one thing about Kelly Rudy. Oh, sure. One of the best, by far, one of the best teammates I ever had. Of course. You know, I have to say, uh, I was with the Vancouver Canucks for 10 years, and my contract wasn't renewed last year. And this is the type of guy Kelly was. You know, uh, like I said, the game is what brought us all together, and, and Kelly and I run into one each other once in a while now. But you know what? I hadn't had the news for about two hours. My phone rang. It was Kelly Rudy asking me if he could help me. Are you doing all right? How did you take the news or whatever? <laughs> he's connected. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just uh, like, it just, uh, it was a call that, uh, you know, I can't say enough words how much I appreciated that because, you know, like anytime uh, you feel like you're not, <laughs> you're not wanted by yeah. uh, something. And, you know, for him, you know, he heard it and he called me right away. And there's, uh, to me, there's th- things I look back in my life that, uh, I'll never forget, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but anyways, about the Winnipeg, uh, Las Vegas series, uh, I gotta tell you, Rick Bonus and I are um, very good friends, and uh, I'm going with the Winnipeg Jets. I think Rick Bonus, uh, he came into a tough situation last year, and he's handled it, the situation so well. And just the way I know Calgary faulted a little bit, but Winnipeg still had to win games to get into the playoffs here, and. Uh, I think Rick Bonus and the Jets are going to win that series. I really do. You thought that going in? Uh, I do. It would be a tight series. Uh, probably when it started, I was going to say, mm, I'd probably give the edge to Vegas. But you know what? I'm, I'm looking at the team right now, and uh, I think Peter uh, touched on Hellebuck hasn't had a great season, and we all know goaltenders can win a series on their own. And he could be that guy. He could be the breaker. But I, I think that... Uh, Maybe it's a little bit more with my heart, but I love Rick Bonus. He's a great guy, and he's one of the most personable guys in the game. And as far as caring about his players and people, uh, I got to go with Rick Bonus. Uh, where, what's your history with him? Where do well, you go back to? 
Well, playing against him, first of all, and uh, uh, he was one of those AHL veterans, and uh, he was tough, real tough guy. And I remember uh, how I admired him on the ice because I always played against him. And it didn't matter. Uh, we had tough guys. The game was a little different back then. And he was always the first guy over the bench to stick up for teammates or whatever, and that's when you really noticed him. And then uh, in the Phoenix organization, I was hired to be an assistant coach where uh, he was an assistant coach. And so I spent four years with him there, and that's where we built a, a strong relationship and always kept in touch through the years after that. But he's a, you know, he's a hockey, like, he's a hockey man. Like, yeah. He's a hockey. He's the man. definition of. He's it. a definition, like you know, uh, he's a hockey man. So he's a great career, a great career, and and great person, greater person. Pat Conacher with us. We'll be right back with a audience takeover in your questions when we return for one final segment in overtime, live from Ace Casino Care, uh, Airport and Hotel Cleet Calgary Airport. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network. That's Channel Nine Twenty Four on Telus all across Alberta and BC, WQEE, and streaming. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. One final time, we call it overtime from Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport. It's a Cleek thing. Check them out at hotelcleek.ca. And this is Overtime. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You can find them at 909 or Cold Avenue East in the Queen City, your home of the UFC and the Stanley Cup playoffs. A sports update. There are two playoff games in the NBA tonight. LeBron James and the Lakers hold a 2-1 series lead as they host the Memphis Grizzlies in Game 4. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Bucks, the top seed in the East, are down 2-1 in their series with the Heat. Game 4 is tonight in Miami. And Canada's Jennifer Jones and Brent Lang improved to 4-1 at the World Mixed Doubles Curling Championship in South Korea with a pair of wins today. The husband and wife duo knocked off Italy 8-4 and Australia 11-6. This sports update is brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. Enter to win a movie night out at Landmark Cinemas. For movie lovers, all you have to do is text MOVIES to 902-518-3033 right now to be entered. Winners are picked every Friday to enjoy a movie night out this weekend. Stanley Cup champion Pat Conacher is with us here at Ace Casino Airport in Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport. How many times have you been asked if you're related to Lionel Conacher, <laughs> the great uh, Canada's athlete of the first half century? I'm uh, 64 years old, <laughs> probably every year. Every since year. I, I, I could understand what Are someone you? was saying to me. Are no, you? we're not. We're, okay. They were the Eastern Conachers, and uh, my grandfather came over from Ireland they brought him over to push the train west from Winnipeg. Wow. So he, they immigrated to Winnipeg, and then my father and uncles, everybody was born west of Winnipeg. But that's how... You're yeah. the West Conacher. But we spell it the same, one end. I noticed the, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> uh, hey, I didn't ask you about tonight's games. I mean, I think we... You, you said Kingswaters is the best series so far? 
Did you say that? Uh, I Peter did, did for Peter, sure. Peter says the best series so far. What do you I think? think it is. Okay. I think it is too. Who's number two? Um, I got to think the Winnipeg series. You know, I yeah. like it. You know, it's a heat of the fair and guys fast. are doing very fast. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about Leafs Lightning? Not don't, not rated as a series, but what about it as a series? That's a well, it's, it's getting better. You know, you yeah. watch those first two games where one seven two and seven two or whatever the scores were. You like, it seems like you just change jerseys. And the, I know. <laughs> you watch those games; it's crazy. But it's heating up now, and uh, the hockey's going to be fantastic. I, I, you know, Leafs. Uh, you know, you know, you learn from not winning, and through last year and the years before. And, you know, in the Tampa team, they win for a reason. And uh, so I think that series, it's going to go seven games, but it's going to really turn into a barn burner. You're going to see some great hockey there. I'm wondering what you think, because you've coached a lot and you played in those Stanley Cup wars, uh, about the war of words from the coaches. Like, it seems like a junior series to me that way. I, see, I, I don't like it. I don't, yeah, like, I don't like it either. I, I never, you know, even the... Even the, the players chirping, you know, uh, when I started in the league, it was never, there's no chirping. The guys said, you want to go? You went. Like, <laughs> there was none of that. And then, you know, it became more pronounced as the years went on. And, and now it's getting, you know, with the coaches and everything else. Uh, I, I, I don't like it, but, you know, they got to do what they got to do. I, I'm not yeah. in their shoes. I wouldn't do it, but I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's in the game. You know, coaches just take care of your hockey team, take care of your players and get the job done. I can't imagine the stress on Sheldon Keefe, though. I wonder if he's acting a little weird because of in Toronto. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, Sheldon Keefe, if you look at the record, he's done with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think he leads in all categories as far as wins and games coached and all that. If you look what he's done since he's gone there. but in, And this is awesome. God, this is not a... Uh, Josh Dixon, who's my assistant in Regina, he stayed at my house this weekend. He was traveling back from Prince George to his home in Ontario. We watched the game, and uh, I actually, uh, Sheldon Keefe, when I was coaching the Phoenix, we drafted Sheldon Keefe, or I think we ended up trading for him, but knowing him through the years, and they had a close-up of him, and this is no slight of him, and I don't want the yeah, people yeah. to beat up on me, but he must have gained 50 pounds. If you look at him, and it's sad, because you can't tell me that's nothing but stress on the guy. exactly what it is. Exactly what it is, and uh, see that it's unhealthy, it's can't be good and you have to be better to deal with it that way but josh and i both looked at sheldon keefe and went holy moly he's got to be 50 pounds heavier. well listen and it's not i know he's pat's a great guy you're not insulting i look to be honest todd mcclellan like todd and not that he's not yeah but when he was coaching the order specifically he was always husky todd. Well, well yeah exactly but it's like he looks like he smoked two packs a day when he was with the orders it was better now it's the la life you yeah. live there you know yeah, what it is and <laughs> yeah so it's it's better yeah. there but it is a stressful it life. is a stressful life it is but and yet you love it you'd be on the bench in a second i would be i i love it a big part I, I do miss it big time yeah, yeah. well we're just we, what did I say? Enjoy the time now because yeah. you'll be back at it if you want to be. Yeah. But what about John Cooper and the stuff that he says? I get a kick out of John Cooper. I do too, you know, and yeah. he's an intelligent, very intelligent man. Just, you know, he's a guy, um, you know, you look through his career, the guy is just, um, the things he's done, not being a player and every league he, he's gone to, he was a champion. He got all sorts of players, all different types of teams, and they all won. And, uh, like Rick Bonus, I had to ask Rick once because Rick was his assistant in Tampa. And I asked Rick, I said, 
what the heck does he say to his players like day in and day out because you know all us players our coaches you know you know less is more sometimes and that and basically rick said that you know he speaks just it's so plain and so simple and so short and the players get it and they get it yeah they get it it's very evident and they get it very evident and they play hard for him like there's no you know uh, background noise or white noise ever around john cooper ever but we only got three minutes here this has gone far too fast yeah. but i i didn't even go to the bottom page of pat's hockey db i got stuck on the playing <laughs> but three years phoenix coyotes and then in the ahl utah couple years san antonio and then two seasons with the regina pats where we got to know each other and it was awesome but that's san antonio that's a great part of the world it's a great part of the world yeah. and uh you know we love it there people are very passionate about their hockey and i will say um because of what you do uh i used to take my players to the hospital there because they have a big uh a mental health ward mental health yeah. ward and all the service been coming back at that time from overseas and you know, I used to it would kind of wake up to the players like, you think I'm having a, you're having a bad day today because I'm skating your butt off? Come and see what these poor kids are going through every day trying to recover from an injury or, you know, have to ship out again or whatever. So uh, it was a great place uh, not only to be part of the community and play there, but it was great memories to it. Them helping us, I think they helped us more and us helping them. I never quite got their side of it but what i know is they love dealing with the sports guys and that's all you can do they love it right yeah it's something different especially the hockey down there but also uh, just talk about something different they they don't want to talk about themselves they want to no. talk about everything else but themselves exactly pat conacher it's always great man i i <laughs> love seeing you love talking to you i appreciate the time rod my pleasure anytime the great pat conacher stanley cup champion tomorrow Ryan Leslie will be with us, the host of Sportsnet Flames, as uh, he gets set for a Vegas trip. It's his last day in town for a while, so Ryan Leslie will be with us. Later on, John Bender to preview the NFL draft, the former Nevada Wolfpack and Calgary Stampeder offensive lineman. We got Theo coming down, hopefully Mike Vernon, Tim Hunter. It's all going to be great. This is the place to be, everybody. Come join us for the Stanley Cup playoffs, Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport. We'll see you at noon Eastern tomorrow. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.